You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> it really has been a while. It really has. <laughs> no, when, <laughs> no, when when I was setting this up, I was like, where does this go again? Yeah. <laughs> Which plug does this plug into again? I was kind of like, oh, wow, this has been a I, minute. <laughs> I feel like we're like relearning how we were like at the very beginning. We're like, um. So this goes in here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. We got to turn it to this level. Oh, shit. Well, welcome back, guys. Yes. Welcome back. You're you're welcome for blessing your ears again. <laughs> I love how we make ourselves laugh. I know. <laughs> We're like, listen, that's what really matters. And, right, exactly. We're having fun. I hope you are. Yeah. Um. No, so we actually have a new setup. So we have come out of the closet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> For any new listeners, it's not what it, you think. Um, <laughs> we actually used to record for how long have we been doing this? For a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And we recorded in my closet. I have a big closet. I'm, I live in an apartment, so the fact that I have a big closet is yeah, it's massive. amazing and beautiful. So yeah, we would record in my closet Yeah, and just do the like sound quality and I always had like the best encounters with God and like my most intimate moments in the closet. And so I always felt safe in the closet. So I was like, we should do the podcast in the closet. Right. <laughs> and we evolved in the closet. Like first we were like sitting on the floor, mm-hmm. just doing our episodes and then I got a desk in my closet but now I'm like revamping my whole apartment because Jen moved out she got married congrats sis (laughs) now (laughs) I got our new roommate we love her her name's Megan we've actually had her on the podcast a couple of times but I was like looking at my whole room and closet and I just didn't like it anymore so I just redid it (laughs) (laughs) she's like it's time for change so exactly so now my closet looks like a boutique so anyone's welcomed um (laughs) For real, though, it does. And now we're just, like, in my room. So we've come out of the closet. We're in my room. And we have this section in my room. In my womb. In my my womb. (laughs) We have this section in my womb. No, and and it's nice because I used to, like, especially in the summer times, like, it would be hot as fuck in that closet. (laughs) And literally every time we would stop the podcast, we'd open the door and be like, oh, oh my gosh yeah we'd we're be so sweating yeah and then in the winter it would be freezing, freezing. and we would bring mm-hmm. a blanket in there so yeah but it feels nice like it's nice to be like in a bigger room I feel I really do feel like it's like an upgrade even though little yeah just... I really hope the sound quality will be okay that's what I'm nervous about so yeah sorry guys we're learning still you're fine it's fine yeah yeah Trauma. um but yeah, so we, we're evolving, and I hope y'all are evolving too in your lives, because that's what this podcast is all about, <laughs> humanity evolving, all right? Right. Um, but today, we're glad to be back, though. Today, yes. we are going to talk about, I guess, more on the serious side, but we can make it fun. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we can laugh about it. We've laughed about our trauma before. We sure have. We sure have. There we go. Um, we're going to be talking about the trauma bond. The only reason why... I really, I personally really wanted to talk about it 
on the episode that we come back on Mm -hmm. (laughs) is because oh wait should we address why we've been gone for so long i feel i mean we can but i feel like we kind of did with courtney but like we can do it again yeah the reason why we took another break after courtney which love her she's now my life coach yeah and (laughs) we're doing amazing things um we just got busy y'all it's just been busy and i think we wanted a break and i think we're gonna start doing that a little bit i mean not as inconsistently as we have been um, because I hate being inconsistent. Me and Krista have talked about that. Um, but I, we just got busy, Jen's wedding, Jen's festivities, and then we just got tired and then a lot has been happening and also our own hearts, you know? Yeah, we're like just, we gotta, we're recharging. Yeah, we were recharging and we got to take care of ourselves too. Right. We can't constantly pour out if we're not also pouring in exactly now that we've got covered that anyway so the reason why i wanted to talk about the trauma bond is because i've experienced the trauma bond yeah (laughs) and i've learned a lot about it and i just think it would be not just educational which knowledge is great Mm -hmm. but i think it would also be empowering because knowledge can also empower us but also like bringing compassion in and knowing understanding the why can really help you move on to what's next for you exactly and the funny thing is is like when alexis first told me that she wanted to talk about the trauma bond i was like okay uh i don't really know anything about that (laughs) but the interesting part is that as i was reading more about it and into it i was like oh my god i think i have kind of experienced this before no way really yeah with my ex oh for sure for sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) and i was like oh shit like i i wouldn't I, would, I wouldn't have put two and two together unless um, I would have looked all this shit up. So, I mean, I think that's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Really? So you noticed it as soon as, like, you started researching what it, more about it? Yeah. That's I was amazing. Like, I was like, now not, like, because I was looking up, like, the signs, like, what a trauma bond is. And I was like, oh, okay. That kind of sounds <laughs> like how I was in mm-hmm. high school, early college. So Well, it will sneak up on you. It I think, will sneak I think up on you. people don't realize that they are in a trauma bond mm-hmm. until they are out of it, mm-hmm. like years out of it. Right. Or I think that's it. Um, <laughs> there is no or. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of like manipulation and gaslighting. Like was I just manipulated? Like you won't know until after it happens. Exactly. You don't know when you're in it. It's And it's hard to recognize when you're in it because mm-hmm. you, you might um, – love the person yeah <laughs> you might have those blinders on i should say and that's okay that's human right that's, that happens it's natural right my question to you before we, we start is okay. um because i i when i was looking it up it seems like some people have different um they have misconceptions of what a trauma bond is so what okay. what would you say a trauma bond is Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay, I do want a disclaimer before I answer this. We are not gurus. <laughs> yeah. What is a trauma bond to you? We, I, I am not like an expert in all this. I can only speak from my experience and other people that I've seen as well that have done life with me. Um, so I am not like this end all be all know it all person. Right. I can only just speak from my experience and what I know. And I know I can be wrong. Or it's just different for me. So what I like to always say, because my life coach said this to me, eat the meat, spit out the bones. Yeah. Take what you need, throw whatever else in the garbage. Okay. (laughs) What a trauma bond is to me, it's recreating a cycle that you had in your childhood. Personally for me, it's recreating the chaos or abuse or 
unmet needs in your childhood with another adult in a relationship when you get older. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> like that was your experience to a T. Yeah. And you're recreating that chaos. You're recreating that abuse. You're recreating you're recreating or retraining your heart that, see, you're never going to get your needs met. You're mm-hmm. never going to be okay. You're never going to find love. You're you're proving to your core belief systems that are really unhealthy and aren't serving you anymore, and you're just proving them right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, well, because I obvi- like, obviously looked up the definition. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it says that it's uh, a, an emotional bond with an individual that comes from a reoccurring cycle of abuse mm-hmm. per, per, perpetrated <laughs> perpetrated yeah by intermittent reinforcement through rewards and punishments yeah and i well and whenever i looked it up because apparently i I've, I've never heard anybody say it but apparently um other people think like a trauma bond is when you bond with another human because y'all are both traumatized because no. it sounds like trauma bond. And you're like, no, those are just, that's because you're bonded through similar trauma. It's not a trauma bond. It's weird. See, okay, the thing about that, though, mm-hmm. is when you experience trauma with another human being, and I mean, y'all aren't traumatizing each other. Yeah. That's not what I mean. No, 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 no. It's like you go through something very hard in life and you experience with another individual. That actually makes you stronger. Yes. At times. Like marriages go through that or like friendships or people who have been through um, an event and been traumatized by an event Mm -hmm. and they experience together. They actually grow closer because they had someone. That actually makes a relationship stronger depending on how you get through it. A trauma bond is... Y'all both <laughs> are traumatizing each other. Mm-hmm. And y'all are both like manipulating and abusing each other, whether that be verbal, emotional, because that is so real. That can actually be more abusive than physical. Yeah. Because the wounds that we carry with us will always be from emotional mm-hmm. and verbal. Yeah. Those are much harder to heal. Right. And well, from my understanding, like a trauma bond really is talking about that emotional aspect anyways. Mm -hmm. It's not talking about physical. It's talking about that emotional Mm -hmm. bond that's happening through, I mean, kind of like that manipulation. Mm -hmm. And and that's the thing though. And what's crazy about it is when I was looking it up, like when we say manipulation, like to me, the first thing that comes into my head is like, oh, like they are intentionally manipulating me, which actually some people people don't know yeah people Mm -hmm. don't even know that they're being manipulative yeah which is fucking insane to me no yeah i've (laughs) i've experienced it a lot lately people don't realize truly what manipulation and disrespect looks like we know the pendulum swings of it Mm. (laughs) like the 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 high intensity of it but we don't know like where it even starts just in like the little small amounts and the little small amounts really opens the door for bigger and more ways to cross the line and a manipulation which I want to go into that in the next episode hopefully but yeah um it, it yeah most people don't realize oh I am manipulating this person because this is all I know how to do to get my needs met right because that's what you had to do as a child mm-hmm. because mom dad wouldn't listen to you didn't know how to meet your needs they were parenting from their own deficits and their own unhealed wounds so you learned as a behavior as a child 
all child know all a child knows how to do is a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. So what can I do to get what, what I need? And sometimes that was through manipulation. Yeah, and so they carry that into their adulthood, and they don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Um, another definition I saw was a trauma bond is when you're addicted to an abuse cycle and addicted to a person who is usually abusive or has power over you. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'll go into a little bit, and everyone's different. Everyone has a different story, but if you resonate with a little bit of mine, I'm glad this can help you. Mm-hmm. Um so my mom was, as I've gotten older, she is a very wounded woman. Right. But she was beautiful. Like what she put out externally was she was so much fun to be around. She had a beautiful smile. Um, she was the life of the party. Everybody wanted to be around her. Like she was so much fun. And I had fun with her as a kid. Like I said, I think I've said before, she was like the Serena Vanderwoodson. Like she was <laughs> gorgeous and beautiful and so much fun. Um, but so wounded, so much in pain and just detrimental to herself and to everybody. And so I lived with that and I thought that was home. I thought that's how a relationship is. She was very abusive in the way of like, if she's not okay, then nobody's going to be okay. And I really don't like the saying where if mama ain't happy, nobody happy. I think that's stupid. Gross. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just think that's very selfish in a way. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like that. But it was very intense. It was abusive in the household. I've already discussed more about that. Just go listen to the episodes. I'm not going to go into it all the way. But um, so then as I get to 22, 23 years old, I met my ex and it was so much fun. <laughs> it's so funny talking about it now. At the moment, it was so much fun. He was the life of the party. He had a great laugh. He was he was great. And come to find out, it was like when things were bad, it was bad. Yes. I was saying, I'm going to stop you. Hold on. Okay. So how would you, and I know like very briefly, how would you describe like, Y'all's connection. Me and mm-hmm. my ex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost said his name. <laughs> um, how, now or back then? At the very beginning. Oh, my gosh. It was... <laughs> ew. <laughs> um, it was magical and rare. Mm-hmm. As I say, because <laughs> the reason I say that is... Uh, I looked up 10 trauma bond signs and the first one is uh, intense physical sexual connection at the, be- like at the very beginning, like very intense oh, physical yeah. and sexual For connection. sure. <laughs> so I was like, okay, sign number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't intense anyways. <laughs> um, Sorry. So yeah, I think all the feelings were intense mm-hmm. and it like, it happened so fast too. Right. Like it was like a wave crashing over us and we didn't know how to control it, (laughs) but not in a good way. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so when things were bad, going back to like when things were intense, when things were bad, I will admit like I would punish him with my love. Like, and I didn't realize this was not okay and very unhealthy. But now as I'm older, I'm like, oh yeah, I was just a wounded girl who didn't know how to love properly and didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I've apologized for all that. Right. By the way. Anyways, um, so this is what I did wrong. Like, I would remove my love for him in a punishing way. Like, not talk to him, do the silent treatment, which is very 
manipulative. And why would you do that, though? Because that's what I was used to. But, like, I more so mean, like, in the relationship, like, what was, like, were there certain things that would, uh, that that would happen that that's whenever you would remove your love like is there a certain thing that constantly happened that's more so what I'm asking yes like same reoccurring fights or issues that we would talk about gotcha so I would respond in that way because I didn't know what else to do right it was a lack of maturity on my part on not knowing how to navigate when these things up when these things come up (laughs) Um, when things things up (laughs) Um, which I could have navigated in a different way. Like right. if I were to experience something like that with another person, I would definitely know how to handle it and I wouldn't have much tolerance for it anyways. Right. Um, <laughs> um, but I think I would just remove my love for him in very unhealthy ways, I feel like. And then with him, it's like when things were bad, I would be fighting for that next good thing. It almost, it turned into after a year, that's mm-hmm. when it really turned toxic it turned into a drug. Yeah. And when we were the whole on and off thing and the whole like cheating cycle, what he was doing, which, yes. <laughs> yeah. Krista pointed at me and she wanted to say something, but I'm going to finish this. Yeah. Um, which I've already explained this story too. So I'm not going to re-explain it. Y'all <laughs> can go back and listen to the episodes. Anyways, when it started that whole cycle of true abuse, true emotional, it's like I was fighting for like just – to experience that one good moment, like a glimpse of who he was. Mm-hmm. Like I was going through all this pain just so I can get one glimpse, one moment of who I knew or thought he was. Yeah. Like I was trying to get back a ghost or somebody who died. And so when I would see those glimpses, it felt like, <sighs> see, you are here. Right. And the pain would go away. Yeah. You had that hope. But then the pain would always come back five minutes later. No joke. Mm-hmm. Or the next day later. Like it was never sustainable. But then I would just keep fighting for that next glimpse. So it turned into the cycle of like it was a drug. And the only reason why I kept, now that I realize, kept allowing this person back into my life, this cycle of abuse, this cycle of manipulation, this cycle of basically mind fucking me was because when he was here, I didn't feel the pain anymore. Mm-hmm. And when he was gone, I felt enormous amounts of pain. Mm-hmm. And then when it was good, it was good. But when it was bad, it's like all love is removed. I don't know you. I'm going to treat you like complete shit. Right. And that, like to me, that was more of like a protective thing. Yeah. Well, it was on both ends. We both did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to read to read to you the Ted trauma bond signs because what I was gonna do is whenever you were talking about it, I was gonna like point out, oh, that's that's sign number three. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I'm just gonna read all of the ten signs, yeah. and then your mouth is just gonna like drop on the floor. Okay. It literally hits every single one. You for real? Yes. Oh shit! <laughs> By the way, Chris is the only person who can talk to me like this. <laughs> Nobody fucking us. Listen, it's taken 10 years to get here, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so before before I go into the 10 trauma bond signs, um, what I thought was very interesting piece of information that I found whenever I was looking this up mm-hmm. is, and, and obviously don't know if this is like 100% true, I found it on the internet, but it makes sense to me. It says that um, empaths, empaths, 
Impasse. <laughs> See, we're making this episode fun by getting yeah. words wrong. <laughs> we do it all the time, so it's all good. <laughs> Empaths. <laughs> seem to get into these kind of relationships because they see the best in others but at some point they need to see the best in themselves so they know they are worth being treated better yeah and I was like I could totally see that because I feel like you and I are both empaths yeah (laughs) I don't know why I can't say that word and so like to me I was like oh my god yeah that makes sense why we'd like be subject to fucking trauma bonds (laughs) because we do we do see the best in other people and we hold on to that idea of somebody or that version of somebody mm-hmm. um so I thought that that was very interesting well I was gonna say too usually empaths tend if they're in ever in a toxic relationship it's usually with a narcissist yep so it's <laughs> and when I say narcissist I'm not demonizing them no I think y'all need to admit that you have some sort of narcissism <laughs> um and I think a lot of narcissists are caught in a cheating cycle honestly yeah. I think they can't, they're never satisfied. They're never content. They're never whole. So they have to get the, always the next thing, some stimulating thing that helps yeah. them feel quote unquote alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but they never truly are healed or anything like that. So I feel like whenever, when we're talking about a trauma bond, it's usually, I mean, everybody plays a part more so, more one than others. But, um, mm-hmm. I agree with that. It tends to be a narcissist. Yes. Okay. I'll say, I mean, and and just wait. Okay. Um, So 10 trauma bond signs. Number one, we already talked about was the intense physical or sexual or both connection. So Mm y'all have this like just really fucking intense connection. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two. Stimulating. Yes. Stimulating. Yeah. Yeah. Not like that. (laughs) Oh my God. Not like that. I mean, probably like that, but yeah. (laughs) Anyways, okay, number two is that the relationship has massive highs and massive lows. Yeah, the pendulum swings. The pendulum swings. Um, Number three, it feels addictive Mm -hmm. um, and you could obsess over them. Mm -hmm. Number four is lots of conflict. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's lots of conflict. Okay, Um, number five is you feel depleted, drained, or the relationship is detrimental. Mm-hmm. Um, number six is that trauma bond typically has some sort of mistreating mistreatment, whether that be cheating, them having hot and cold behavior, mm-hmm. any sort of abuse. Number seven is that <laughs> oh, God. you're attached to the future illusion that this person will change. Number eight is that there's always typically a third party. So like there's addiction <laughs> or narcissism. <laughs> Or cheating, yeah. Well, yeah, but, like, typically they have, like, something else going on. So, like, the narcissism, the addiction, yeah. Number nine is you're constantly triggered within the relationship. And Mm -hmm. number ten is that you find it difficult to leave. You may um, think that you might regret it because, like, what if they change or what if X, Y, and Z? And so those are the ten trauma bonds. And I was reading that, I was like... Yep. All of them. Alexis, Alexis has, yeah, she's hit all of those. And I think, I don't know, to me, there's something super powerful about going through something and then being, being able to identify what that was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. So what I went through was called a trauma bond. Like, I don't know. To me, yeah. there's something so powerful about being able to identify. Well, and that's the thing I wanted to say about the addiction in a way of like, I was addicted to 
my ex's love because it's all I've ever known Mm -hmm. in a way of like that type of relationship, that type of cycle I grew up in. Mm -hmm. That was my, that was my home. That was my environment. So as a little child, and I'm getting to a point, as a little child, I couldn't get out of it. I was a child. Yeah. So the only time I could get out of it or escape from it is like, mom, dad, I'm going to a friend's house. I'm going to go to stay the night at blah, blah, blah. And but at a point, it came to a point where they wouldn't let me go anymore. Mm. Like my mom, she wouldn't let me go in anywhere. She wanted me to stay with her. And if I wanted to leave and go hang out with a friend because I was a fucking child. Yeah. She would cry like she would fight with me. And then eventually I just wouldn't go because I spent the whole time fighting with my mom about it. Mm hmm. So she would create something just to keep me there with her. Right. To get her needs met in that way. Manipulate, yeah. Yeah. So as a child, I couldn't escape from that because I was a kid. Nobody would help, you know, like, and that's, I'm not saying nobody would help me, but like nobody knew that was actually going on. So I had to like deal with it basically. So as you get to an adult and you get into that sort of relationship, you it's triggering all these ages of you that felt like you could not escape, mm-hmm. that you are powerless and you had to stay in this. So in that relationship, the reason why it took me so long to walk away was because I truly believed that I was powerless, that I wasn't worthy enough to walk away to find something new mm-hmm. and that I could not escape, that this is my forever. This is what was meant for me. And he knew that. So he could he could tug on that part of me. He could use that part of my story for his gain. Mm-hmm. And he did. Yeah. And he warped it and warped this narrative to where, see, that's why we're meant together because we both went through the same same things or we both did this. And like, that's why, like all this manipulation tactic of like pulling on my emotions. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> that's what made me feel like, I can't walk away from this. This is too hard. Like every time I do, it always brings me back to them though. And that doesn't mean that y'all are meant to be together. (laughs) It just means like, honey, there's so many deep parts of you that are so unhealed and wounded that you feel like you are not capable. That Mm -hmm. is the problem. Yeah. I mean, and it all like, it also said like that, Um, trauma bonds are when a person creates hurt pain and conflict in another person's life which happened Mm -hmm. and then tries to pick up the pieces and fix and heal everything yeah the person who hurt you wants to now fix it and heal you yeah and they can't and so well and that's the thing though is like whenever I'm thinking about specifically your situation and your experience like like when we talk about a cycle and a pattern like it literally was and I think we've talked about it before like it literally was like three months of being okay and Mm -hmm. then creating hurt pain confusion and then like a week or so later like coming back and trying to fix everything and being okay or whatever whatever however long it was yeah um and then it says but then they repeat that cycle over and over and over Mm -hmm. again and when that happens it can create dependency where we feel like we need to escape this toxicity but they also feel like they desperately need them based on words manipulation Mm -hmm. 
even like whether it's logical or not, like that's the feeling that it creates within your body. It almost, it feels like, like it said in the warning signs, like it feels like an addiction Mm -hmm. and you keep questioning yourself and you're like, why? Like, I know that this isn't good. Yeah. Like I know I don't want this, but why do I keep going back to it? Trauma bond. Exactly. And, and that's the thing, like, and I, I had another life coach around this time when all this was going on and she was amazing too. And she was like, what do you love about the toxicity? Mm-hmm. She flat out asked me that. And I was like, <laughs> I don't love it. What are you talking about? And she was like, yeah, you do. You love him. So what yeah. do you love about this toxicity? And I think I've said this to you before too. I thought in his way of trying to get me back, it really did feel like he was fighting for me. Mm-hmm. But in the way that he was doing it now, hindsight It was completely disrespectful, crossing so many boundaries. Like I did not feel safe a lot of times when he would come after me or show up at my door all the time. Like that doesn't feel safe for me. Right. But to me, it felt like, oh, this must, if he's doing this, then that means he must really love me. So Mm -hmm. I got addicted to that sort of pursuit after me. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because... So I've like dated a few people since then. Okay, not like when I say date, I don't mean relationships. I mean like I've gone on dates and stuff. Right. And like gotten to know a couple of people. And if they didn't like blow up my phone or text me multiple times, I'd be like, they don't fucking like me. Yep. And and Chris would be like, okay, that's toxic. (laughs) Because I was so used to this, my ex blowing up my phone. Mm Mm-hmm. If he needed me or if we were in a conflict, he would be blowing up my phone, calling me, texting me. And I there was a part of me that missed that or got too attached to that and partnered with, oh, see, this this means that you care. If you do this, then this means that you care, which is not true. Right. Okay, please, for the love of God, if you hear anything, please hear this. Like that is not care. No. And that's what I thought. Or if somebody knew that I was mad at them. And yes, of course, it's like, hey, are you okay? Like, are you ready to talk? That sort of thing. But like, I got attached to like, oh, you don't care because you're not blowing up my phone and fighting for me when I'm being silent to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I was addicted to. Yeah. Because I felt like that was love. And that's what my mom did too. And that's what I'm saying is I feel like Alexis is at the point where, especially through dating, like she's relearning, okay, well, what is actually like healthy? Healthy. (laughs) Yeah. What is actually safe boundaries and not crossing them? Yeah. And, but it's crazy that, that like having those experiences like can create such like a toxic belief system in Mm -hmm. your brain to be like, well, like like things that people normally do like they don't feel like those are like you don't feel like that's a good thing you know what I mean so like like for example like if a if you're upset with somebody and they they text you um and you don't answer and they text you again and you don't answer and you're like well why the fuck haven't they texted me again and reached out (laughs) (laughs) you know like but that's you relearning because you for the past fucking almost 27 years of your life like I shouldn't say 27 25 24 like yeah. that's what you were used to mm-hmm. and so you're relearning okay well what what the, what is actually healthy if I yeah. set a boundary is it healthy that they don't uh, that they actually like 
you know, respect that boundary or is it healthy yeah. that they cross it and, and still pursue me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's kind of where you're at now. I will say just to give you all a little hope because this was very hopeful for me and redeemed a lot. When I started like dating and there's like a specific person that comes to mind, but I'm not going <laughs> to go too much into it. Yeah. When I was like getting to know him and going on dates and stuff, it really did feel like I was a kid again. Yeah. And I was like in a great way in, in like a way of like, this feels so new. Yeah. Like this feels so good. Like I feel like I'm, it feels like the first time for everything again. It was actually really nice. It yeah. was cool, but it didn't work out, whatever. <laughs> but I felt like that was a, such a pivotal point in your life because it made you realize, because for a long time since Alexis was addicted in this cycle cycle like she didn't have a belief system that she would ever find something again which I think is completely normal I think a lot of people have that fear that doubt um whenever they've been in on even if you weren't in a trauma bond like you Mm -hmm. have that fear and doubt and I feel like that gave Alexis hope and made her realize okay like that other person isn't the only person I'll I'll ever be happy with like there is opportunity for me to be happy Mm -hmm. someday with somebody else yeah I I can create something new Mm -hmm. like completely new not a cycle with someone new but completely new a new dynamic a new language new communication new things to do stuff with like it was very hopeful but beautiful it, it is beautiful but and the reason why I feel like it's beautiful for you is because you decided after that relationship to stop and to do the work on yourself and realize all these things about yourself so that you can be the I mean, I'm not going to say the best version. I don't think we're going to get to the best version until we're in heaven. But, um, you know, a better version of yourself, like so that you can yeah. have a good relationship later on. Yeah. I actually told this person, I was like, you know, what's interesting <laughs> <laughs> is that you're getting an Alexis that nobody's ever gotten. And it's true. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing is I you would I wholeheartedly believe that you would not be in this same mindset, the same mm-hmm. like situations that you are in now if you would have just gone straight from that last relationship to just dating more people and dating more people and dating more people like I feel like that's a cover-up and that's a band-aid to a deeper problem yeah and it's not gonna fix anything Mm -hmm. and which it's uh, delaying the inevitable exactly if you're not getting to the root of the pain of why that cycle came into your life to begin with and trust me it's I'm not gonna lie to you it's painful (laughs) when I realized that like oh my God, it's my mother wound mm-hmm. and a little bit of the father wound too. Yeah. But like it truly is what I experienced as a child and I thought this is what I deserved. And that's not to say like I really do hope the best for my ex and freedom and healing and everything and we're like, you know, on that terms. Yeah. <laughs> but like it really was impactful for me to realize and understand why all this happened. And then that's what got me into healing and freedom. And that's what got me to a point where like I was okay and I didn't have any more anger. I -hmm. truly wish the best for everybody who was involved. Yeah. (laughs) And that took me a long time to get there. A a long time. But I didn't want to bring any of that messiness and any of that unresolved pain and feelings into anything knew that if I were to start with somebody else because that's not fair to them mm-hmm. and honestly it's really not fair to me exactly. exactly to bring something new and to carry that on mm-hmm. 
See, whenever I think about your situation, like I, I, the more I think about it, the more I genuinely believe it was almost like a double whammy for you in the sense of like just you and your ex alone. So forget about your childhood, all that stuff. Like even if you had a completely different childhood, like that still would have created a trauma bond, like because of Mm -hmm. the cycles, you know what I mean? for sure. So not only did you create a trauma bond with somebody, but within creating that, you realize that, oh, trauma bonds feel safe for me because I had a trauma bond in childhood too. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. made you realize what kind of relationship, I mean, you already knew what kind of relationship you had with your mom, but like you, I don't know if you realize that that was like necessarily a trauma bond with your mom too. So, oh, I didn't. Yeah. So it's like you had a double whammy. Like, yes, I created this trauma bond with somebody else, but then it felt so safe in like a weird twisted way because of my My childhood. Well, and that's, remember I had to go on a, on a, discovery of what safe actually meant for me yeah and I remember telling you it was a couple years back I was like I don't think I know what safety looks like yeah and honestly I don't think I've ever felt safe mm-hmm. and I've been going on like that journey of like what does safety look like for me because my version of what I had of safety was not safe yeah and it, it was actually very hurtful mm-hmm. and it it messed me up. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to go on and that, that also creates like, okay, what boundaries do I need to put up for myself? Oh my God. Courtney said like, you're really good with putting up boundaries with other people and in relationships, but you're not good with putting boundaries <laughs> on yourself. And when I say that, I mean like the thoughts yeah. that you allow into your head and into your heart and the thoughts that you attach and believe in, like the negative self-talk, like you are not good with setting those boundaries and saying, stop, yeah. like, fuck no, I'm not going to listen to that. Yeah. You know, like you are not correct. Like you were wrong. I am this and that and that. So I'm working on that. But, um, (laughs) but I really had to go on a journey of like, what do I want my type of safety to look like? Mm -hmm. And so that's what it was. I wanted to say something else. Um, okay. I wanted to say this. So if I were, I'm thinking of like the Alexis three years ago or two years ago. Yeah. And if she were to listen to this episode, she would feel like, oh, but you're like devalidating. You're just putting, you're saying it as a trauma bond, but you're devalidating all the moments and the special moments that I had with this person. And like, that was real. That was real for me. And like, I really did love him and he really loved me. Like all I, I know I would be feeling all all those thoughts. And I do want to say like, this is not to demonize this bond. Like we want to be very careful and like we know you love this person. Mm-hmm. Obviously you love this person. That's why you wouldn't like you're tolerating a lot. Yeah. You're dealing with a lot and it's hard and it hasn't been easy and we're with you on that. And it's not to take any special moments away that you've had with this person one on one whether that be on a date that you had or in y'all's bed or in the car, this person probably really opened up to you and trusted you and shared a lot of intimate things with you. And in a moment, in those moments, y'all probably did love each other. But because 
y'all were so wounded and y'all have been through a lot of things in your life and went through a lot of hard stuff before y'all met each other. It came into y'all's relationship. And because y'all didn't know how to navigate it and because y'all didn't know what to do with it, it turned into this. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't take away, yes, like y'all loved each other, y'all care for each other, but y'all aren't, I don't want to say, I'll just speak to my situation. We weren't good for each other. Yeah. At the end of the day, nobody was willing. Well, he was not willing to make the commitment to heal himself. Mm-hmm. And I've realized I can no longer be with somebody and commit to somebody who isn't willing to heal the wounds that are actually destructive to this relationship. I was going to say, I feel like that's more so the piece. Like, mm-hmm. because the actions within that time period, like they were so damaging that even after they were done, even if he would have healed tomorrow, you're like, the damage is done. Yeah. Like I, I, it's, (laughs) you can't like, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you crumple up a paper, yeah, you can, you can try to, you know, um, lay it out and flatten out, but it still has the wrinkles. Like it'll never be the same again. And, mm -hmm. and yeah. And it gets to a point where it becomes so destructive that like we wouldn't be able to be friends. Like I wish you the best in life. Don't get me wrong. Right. But we are not, I don't want you in my life like in any capacity. Yeah. We, we just can't at this point. But that's, but to me now I'm like, I'm okay with saying that because it doesn't take away the love that I had for him. I know what I had for him was real and it was very loyal <laughs> and true. Yeah. But I'm also good with like, I know I'm going to find something else, but that it doesn't take away all the good and the bad and the ugly that we had with each other. You know, I look back at it and I can be grateful now at this point, mm-hmm. but I can also move on. Like it's just in a healed space. Yeah. You're like, that's how I know I healed. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it doesn't, and like I keep saying this, but it truly doesn't take away. Like healing what happened doesn't take away the love and the impact that you had for that person. Yeah. Or that you felt for that person. It doesn't mean like some people don't heal and don't let go of their pain because, but that's all I have left of them. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. If you if you really stand in the mindset of like, wow, I experienced all these moments and these life experiences with this one individual and man, was it a lot? And man, was it, um, did I learn a lot from it? But I'm healed. I can move on and know mm-hmm. and look back in that. We always had those moments, but I deserve to move on. Yeah. I hope I like said that the way I wanted to, but <laughs> oh well. Like I guess I'll realize later when I'm editing. Yeah, yeah, when I'm <laughs> editing it. But yeah, I just think it it doesn't nobody can take things away from you unless you give it the po- the power to. Right. Well, I think like for me in this episode like I hope that it helps people realize if they've ever been in a trauma bound because and here's the reason I say that is because if, from my experience, from our experiences, I don't think that when you're in the thick of a trauma bond, you're going to realize you're in a trauma bond. I don't think like, I don't cause right. Cause we always are thinking, no, it's, this isn't it. Like you're kind of like in denial almost a little bit because yeah. 
you're no we just love each other we're just going through a hard time right now oh no he's just he's just going through a lot he doesn't know like 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 for example like typically people who are in trauma bonds you know what I mean like all the other people around you most likely see that this is not like a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like they see the patterns they they know you've experienced that with me I've experienced that with you you know what I mean but you can't tell somebody who's in the thick of that trauma bond to leave or that it's not good for that you know what I mean because that's they're like okay I hear your words but it doesn't make sense in my head and in my heart right now yeah and so to me like whenever you are in that trauma bond like it it kind of like plays its course like there's a time like there's a time that I feel like it's like your breaking point but I don't know how many cycles you go through until you realize like okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like does it take 10 cycles does it take five does it you know everybody's different but I'm really glad you said that because I think that's the worst thing a friend can do Mm -hmm. is judge it yeah and be like why don't you just leave them Mm -hmm. why don't you like just walk away like oh my god like like doing a lot of judgment that can be very destructive to a friendship um the thing I would just say, if if you know a person who's experienced that and you feel a lot of frustration mm-hmm. towards that person of like, well, why aren't they listening to me? I would ask you, do you feel a, do you feel rejection by them not listening to you? Mm-hmm. And assess that friendship of like, if they don't listen to you, are you going to be okay? Yeah. Like, is there a rejection wound there or a codependency there? Like, I don't know. Also... The best thing you could do is just support them because this is coming from a deep, deep place of them feeling unworthy, not feeling capable to walk away and feeling powerless as if Mm -hmm. they can't. Yeah. Because there was times where like, where like my ex would show up at the apartment random times and I felt like I couldn't, like, I felt like I had to walk out there Mm -hmm. and my life coach would be like, why didn't you call the cops? I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah. When she mentioned that to me, I was like, whoa, wait, yeah, why? <laughs> wait, yeah, that is an Why didn't I do that? It's yeah. because my little girl was taking the driver's seat and she was like, well, the cops weren't there for me then. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to grab a phone and escape. I wasn't able to yeah. walk out the door. I wasn't able to walk out of the house and run away. Like, it's because that all logic is out the window and your child brain comes in and they take the reins on it. So if you felt like you couldn't escape, you couldn't, you're you're not going to feel like you can escape now. Yeah. And you're going to feel powerless to it. I'm going to say, and let me say this really slowly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A trauma bond is like an addiction. So like to me, when you, if you have a friend, whoever it is in your life and you're like, oh wow. Yeah. They have a trauma bond treat that person like an addict because they're addicted. They are addicted to this cycle, to this relationship, to this person for Mm -hmm. many reasons, Mm -hmm. like for the things that have happened between those two. So I would treat them, I mean, like an addict because you are, you know, it helped me a lot, which I got it from you. I got it from my life coach and the program that I was in. It was like a lot of love and compassion helped me Mm -hmm. because it helped me when, once I got the love and compassion of like, this person is seeing my worth and reminding me of it, but also connecting me to 
why do you not believe in your worth and that you are so valuable and that you are so worthy and so loved and that you are strong enough and capable to walk away? Like this does not have to be your forever. Mm -hmm. This does not have to be all that you ever get. And the reminders of that, it doesn't take one time because a child needs repetitive things to learn something. It needs to learn it over and over. It needs the repetitiveness. That's not a word, but I'm going to make it a word. I think it is a word. Okay, cool. (laughs) I can hear your dad now. Alexis, that's a word. (laughs) Um, But it needs that. And so that's what made me finally feel the confidence and the strength to walk away. And what made me walk away is that I was looking at this person and I remember, I remember it so vividly. We were actually in my room. Um, It was like one of the last times I like saw him. And I was just like looking at him and he was still in the same, like even his verbal communication, still in the same cycle. Like he has not, or at the time, he has not changed. And I was looking at him and I'm like, and I was thinking about my future and what I truly wanted. And I was thinking about my, honestly, my children came to mind, mm-hmm. if I ever have children. And I was like, I cannot picture this, if I were to marry this person, I cannot picture or I don't want to picture my daughter looking at me one day and being like, that's a man. Oh, that right there, dad, that's what masculinity looks like. Mm -hmm. And this is how he treats mommy. So this is okay. Yeah. I, I thought about that and I was heartbroken. I don't want my daughter to look at me and look at her father and think like this is normal. Right. Or like, like even think about, the way that you felt and how you were in that relationship too like yeah. would you want your daughter or to how, look at you exactly or like, how oh, it, this is how I'm supposed to be yeah or how I'd even explain that to her uh-huh. and I don't if I have a son like I don't want him to look at that and be like yeah that's true masculinity right when it's not yeah it's just an unhealed human being exactly that's acting out in their deficits and wounds mm-hmm. and so and I don't want I mean, I know it's going to be hard, but I don't want to completely parent out of my deficits, you know, like I want to be as healed as I possibly can for my children. Right. And then work on whatever happens in the moment. But yeah, go ahead. I'll say, well, and I think that that's another beautiful thing about like you and like your mind, because like y'all know about Alexis's past, like her Mm -hmm. childhood and like from for as long as I've known Alexis like she's always told me like I don't I don't want to be like my mom like I don't want to be like my mom I don't want to be her I don't want to be I don't want the marriage like my mom and dad had which they had a trauma bond exactly yeah and so (laughs) and so like what's crazy like as your best friend like watching you go through all this stuff is like watching the change like in your Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say in your brain honestly (laughs) like in your brain and the way you think and the way you speak um because like I'm I'm watching you put in the work so that you don't cre- recreate what you had in your childhood yeah. like for your children like I feel like you having your eye on one day being a mom and a mother to to some little kids like that's mm-hmm. really helped you a lot because yeah. that's been like kind of like your reason your why and mm-hmm. it is it is I mean even though you don't have kids right now you're like listen right. I'm my why is little Alexis yeah you know what I mean yeah and little little Bobby Jr. I don't know. <laughs> Ew. I'm not going to need my kid that. Um, 
But no, I thought about future Alexis, like yeah. five years from now, 10 mm-hmm. years from now, 15 years from now, Alexis. Like, and I thought about the generation behind me mm-hmm. and I wish that my parents did the same. Like talk about, talk about like, what is it called? Like stopping a generational curse? What is yeah. it called? No, uh, a generational curse. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's, it's like, that's why it's so hard and it feels so overwhelming. It's like, but this is down my generational line. This mm-hmm. is what's happened. And you're you're breaking a complete generational cycle. Yeah. You are breaking the cycle exactly. that your family before you could not do. Yeah. But you do have the capability to do and the strength. Yeah. And you can. You can do it. You are powerful. And that's what I want this episode to encourage you on is like you are a human being that can make your own decisions and that you do not have to be that little boy or that little girl again who is stuck at home stuck in this this these fights with mom and dad and this chaos and abuse that's going on and that you can't leave you can leave Mm -hmm. and one of the beautiful things that Courtney Lancaster has told me was like it is never too late to get the childhood that you needed Mm-hmm. and that you want it yeah. it is never too late to heal the childhood the, to heal the childhood that you never got mm-hmm. and so I think that was the start of it was when I fully walked away from my ex and I was like I can have something better for me yeah and I can have the capacity of a healthy relationship I I do have the capacity to healthily communicate my needs to a man Mm -hmm. and figure things out whether that be in a disagreement and it doesn't have to go to a fucking toxic route of us weaponizing things to each other yeah I do have that capability and I do have the capability to end something in a healthy way Mm -hmm. so it's just you need to stop believing the lies that that trauma bond has told you Mm mm-hmm but it takes deep work and deep healing and honestly setting boundaries for yourself and your mind and your heart and getting that love that that little boy or that little girl never got or never thought that she deserved. Right. That's really truly where it comes from. I'm thinking about the trauma bonds and I don't know if, if it felt like this for you, but I know for me there was almost – I mean, I guess, yeah, you had explained it already. Like to me, I would describe that moment like you were talking about your ex being in your room when you realized, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like to me, it felt like an aha moment or like I was awake or like I finally saw what, like, what is it? The veil came down. Yeah, the veil dropped. The veil dropped. Like whenever the veil drops, like don't ignore it. Because here's what I feel like happens sometimes to people is the veil drops. They realize it. They see it. And then they pick up the veil and they're like, no, 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 put it back. You know what I mean? Because that to them feels safe. That to them feels safe. Because the I don't knows, the I don't know what's coming next is scary. When all you've ever known is the trauma, you're going to want to stick to it because, well, this is what I know. I know what's going to happen. I know how to handle it. Yeah. But to go completely break a cycle and not know what's coming next, it is scary. Yeah. You know what's so weird is I'm thinking, you know, obviously about you. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and I'm sure like for those people who have listened for the whole time, like Alexis went through this season of unknowns. 
like oh every like yeah. it, it was almost like everything in her fucking life was unknown <laughs> and she, i remember her talking about like no that's really fucking scary like i don't like this season um but i felt like she needed to go through that season to realize that unknowns are okay yeah let go of i'm that gonna control. get through it yeah i'm gonna get through it. like i'm okay now and there was a lot of unknown and i'm yeah. still i still made it yeah. but the cool part now is i feel like Ever since Alexis has gotten out of that unknown season, now she's like in a creating season. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. You know what I mean? And like to me, I'm like, that's literally a visual representation of like breaking fucking cycles. Yeah. And I think that that's the coolest thing in the world. But it all mm-hmm. started with when that veil dropped, mm-hmm. you deciding, you know what? No, fuck this. I am powerful. I can create the life I want. I don't have mm-hmm. to just live through past traumas and all these things that have happened to me because that's what human beings are created to do. Like you can do that. You're not like, like you don't have to just go off of what yeah. has felt like yeah, safe or whatever. Like you can create that. And I think that's the coolest thing about being a human is like you actually have the you power. Get, <laughs> yes, you have the power and you get to create the life that you want. But you, have to, you, have, you also have to believe that you have the power because I feel like exactly. a lot of people say it and they're like, yeah, I have the power. But like, no, like believe that you have the power because you yeah. really do. Exactly. And you know, it's so funny. (laughs) If you are in the I don't know place or if you're scary because you know you're about to get, if you're scary, if you're scared, (laughs) if you're scared because you know you're about to be in the I don't know place, you're doing things right, man. Yes. Like you embrace it. (laughs) Embrace it. And you know what's funny is like I was telling someone, before the veil dropped, there was a lot of healing that I was already doing. Yes. So I had to get to that so the veil could drop. <laughs> um, and you know what's funny? is like as I was doing the healing, I'm like, I don't like this person though. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be yes. with this person. I don't like them. But there's something about me that still is pulling this like string. Yeah, exactly. The trauma part. The trauma This is what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> and it's because there was still that little girl. I needed to go deeper and like, okay, this little girl still feels like she needs this attachment mm-hmm. to be, to survive, to feel safe. Yeah. So if you're feeling those types of feelings, keep, keep, you're on the right track, but just dig deeper, you know? Right. Like there's this little boy, little girl who's like, Okay, what about me that still feels like I need this in my life to survive? Because right. you don't. Right. So let's stop believing in those lies because lies, because those lies are not serving you anymore. This little boy, little girl who's scared, it's not serving you. That fear is not serving you anymore. Right. I'll say like, I feel like my experience with it is like completely different than Alexis's. Like I don't, it didn't feel. It took you a long time. It took you a while to walk away, though. It did. Well, but the thing was, is I didn't feel, it's not that I felt safe in it because I was used to that because of my childhood. I didn't have a trauma bond with my parents. So it wasn't, it wasn't the same in that aspect. You know what I mean? But for me, the reason why it was, some of the reasons why it was so hard for me to leave was because my mind constantly thought about like, well, what if they change? Like, what if, what if they really do um, get better. Like what if, what if we can't actually be the other, I mean, there was a lot of what other, if we get counseling and we're going to be okay. There Which, was, a, there that was, might be. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. But like, <laughs> I mean, maybe you could break that trauma bond and create a healthy God relationship. God does with- cr- do miracles. <laughs> I mean, I ain't going to say it doesn't happen. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, it's, 
it's hard for me to it's hard for me to um think about that there we go I won't say believe that that could happen especially if you don't like the person anymore yeah well but I also think like like we talked about like there's just there's already been so much damage through the trauma bond that it's like yeah can you like can you genuinely move forward you know what I mean anyways yeah yeah yeah. so like my my reason for staying for so long was one because <laughs> you know that was my first it was your it was your first relationship a lot of firsts for a lot of things. a lot of firsts for a lot of things <laughs> and like so I thought like oh my god this is the person I'm supposed to marry so when I held on to that thought for a really long time because yeah. you know because you committed was, to that thought of like well this is the person I committed to walking down the aisle to I chose this person yeah and also like a lot of the manipulative like words and things that were happening behind the scenes I was like see like you know, he really does. He really does want to be with me. Da da da. Like, who cares that he's been cheating on me this whole time? Like, oh, <laughs> he, he won't really, now. But look at his words. His words are saying differently. You know, whatever. And so, like, for me, the longest time I I stayed because I was I was always afraid of the what if. Like, what if he did get better? Or what if yeah. like we break up and and he goes and he's gonna be the perfect. He's going to be the perfect person for somebody else, and I'm the one who put in all the work to deal with all the shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like. To me, that was the thought process that I always went through in my mm-hmm. head. And then there was one moment, and I can remember I was sitting in my car, and he was saying some weird fucking shit. And I was like, <laughs> no, I don't want this. Like, yeah. I don't want this. But you know what you told me? Because I said that same thing to you. And oh, my God, it changed me for the better. I was like, I remember sitting on the couch with you. And I remember having those conversations about you, but like, I wish I was Krista for you in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, I was literally on the couch and it's when I found out a lot of things. Uh And, um, I was like talking about it, like, well, he's gonna, he's gonna be this for her and he's gonna do this and they're gonna experience all these things and da, 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 da. And you're like, Alexis, you want him to experience those things with just her. You don't want this. Yeah. Because guess what? He doesn't get to experience with you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get get to experience this version of your life. He doesn't get to experience when this happens, when this comes to your life. Like, he doesn't get to experience this with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you were like, I was like, oh. Yeah, oh, okay. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Let's get out of, like, like that, that negative self-talk as if, like, you're not worthy. You need to realize that you are actually worthy and you're going to have a good life. Like that comes from a thought of like, this is, this was my one chance. Yes. This is my one chance to get married, to get the life that I, that I want and that I dreamed about with the person who actually isn't that. Yeah. (laughs) Like who actually isn't (laughs) equipped or steward what who isn't (laughs) equipped or has the character to steward that life with you when you choose to everybody wants to get married when you choose a life partner you better choose the character though Mm -hmm. you're choosing the character of a life partner because that's what it is it's a life partner you are going to experience life with this person, yeah. the good, the, the bad, and the ugly. ugly. So you better make sure that their character can sustain and is strong enough. You're not just going to experience the wedding day, okay? Just saying. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, it, Or just the honeymoon. I like, know. I'm like, listen, you always hear people say, well, you know, after people who've been married for a while, well, marriage is hard. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Like, but that's that's not like a revelation to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no shit, it's hard. Yeah. 
like, like relationships in general are hard like oh my god you know what's funny though oh my god because i know a couple of people who have been in the trauma bond and still are um and they're like <laughs> they're like oh, well do you know that relationships are hard i'm like yeah relationships are hard but they're not supposed to be like that hard okay right. like you're still in your trauma bond environment mm-hmm. it is not supposed to be like that yeah. and i'm so sorry you're going through that yes relationships are hard but that's why you partner with a person who has good character at least has integrity and honor so that way y'all both know how to navigate through something who has communication yeah he knows how to communicate, emotional <laughs> intelligence, Yeah, knows who they are, Yeah, has a good core belief system, went through a lot of healing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, mm. I, I feel like now that we're in this space that we are, I'm always mm. like, mm, if you haven't hit rock bottom, I don't know that I trust you. <laughs> yeah, for real. If you haven't failed a lot of times, I don't know if we can do this. <laughs> Oh, no, listen, I'm looking for I'm looking for people who have failed a lot, okay? And got back up and, and got, realized their worth. You're like, because to me, that's the characteristic that I would want. Yeah. Yeah. All the things. And it, it does take a strong person to go through the line of generations and what it's done inside their hearts and to heal it. And it does take a strong person to break a cycle. And you can be that person you have the capability you have the capacity you can do it you can do it just believe in yourself you don't deserve this okay I love you I don't know who I'm talking to but I love you and you can do it you can do it yes listen just just write down a piece of paper like I have the power like just remind yourself of that every day because I really feel like look in the mirror and say I have the power I have the power I'm not powerless and if that thought comes in your head you are powerless you can't do this you can't do that just say shut the fuck up yeah or Silencio Bruno yeah exactly (laughs) I was reading a book and and she literally writes a letter to her frenemy within she calls it her frenemy and she like just silences it oh my god that's amazing she like wrote a note to her friend of me, like, listen, I know that you don't think that I can do it. I know that you think I'm stupid for making these decisions, but blah, 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 blah. like literally. And I was like, that is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe there's a lot of shame that comes with the trauma bond. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I keep going back. Oh, I like, I don't want to talk about it with anybody because all they do is judge me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it makes me so sad. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, start talking to those thoughts of like, because what shame does, it just keeps creating the cycle shame will never heal you it won't love and compassion will so when those thoughts come in either get in front of a mirror and look at yourself or do the letter thing of to the fremen to the frenemy with inside me or something within yeah (laughs) to the frenemy within (laughs) (laughs) um talk to it and get love in where that pain comes in like God would never come in and shame you into Mm -hmm. changing he would come in and wrap his big papa bear arms around you and love on you and get you what you never got exactly and so that's what would happen so just picture that have that encounter have those moments well I think that's it (laughs) yeah I mean really really like I think we always we always say like what we think is the most important thing but I'm like really (laughs) really genuinely when I'm thinking about it like I really do think if anything in your whole life like if you can just realize like how much power you have like 
that can change your whole world. And so that's what I want you to realize. Even if it's not specifically talking about a trauma bond, just like anything in your fucking life, mm-hmm. like anything you that you want to walk away from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have power to create the life that you want. Like you don't have to sit idly by. And so that's what I really want you to take out of this. Like, so even if it, you, even though we're talking about a trauma bond again, what is the saying? Take the meat, spit the, whatever oh, yeah. you say. <laughs> uh, Chew the meat, spit out the bones. There you go. Mm -hmm. Whatever that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. And there's so many other, I'm sure there's so many other like podcast episodes that go deeper into the trauma bond, which I would recommend go and listening to. Do your research. Get as much of knowledge as you can. Try to understand really the why behind it. Um, But I'm sure the core of what they'll always say is like, you believe that you're powerless and that you cannot walk away. Mm -hmm. So the issue is we need to get love in where you feel powerless in. Exactly. So go do your research. We are just one of many. And um, (laughs) I really miss doing this. This is so much fun. fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is amazing. And we'll be back. We have a lot coming for you. Um, we do. We do. We do. We're yeah, excited. Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> um, I just got reminded of something, but I'll tell you off off air. I think I know what you're talking about, but okay. Okay. You do. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. Well, I hope you <laughs> I hope you'll have a good day, a good drive, a good night, all the things throughout your day. I hope that it's good. a good week. And just remember that you are capable. You're going to have a beautiful life. You can. You do have the power to create the life that you want mm-hmm. and you're going to be okay. This is not your forever. Yeah. And we love you. You can break a cycle. You can. You got it. Talk to yourself in the mirror. Okay. Do all the things. Okay. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>